weekly chats with Blake Lovell, managing editor for the southeastern14.com and one of the biggest brains in just college basketball, period. Follow him on Twitter at TheBlakeLovell. Blake, I, I've known you for a couple years now, more than a couple years, but I don't know this. Bruno asked me this question last hour. Who who are you a fan of in college basketball? I know the funny answer is Alabama, but who or Auburn, but who is who are you a fan of? I root for all teams. Um, ah, Lance. <laughs> This is a civil answer, right? Like I have to give that answer, don't I? So, um, if you're if you're an Alabama fan, I root for Alabama. If you're an Auburn fan, I root for. I don't honestly, guys. I don't really root for anyone. Like I I root for good games and better officiating. That's what I root for more than anything. So, I you know what? As somebody who says the exact same thing about the SEC, when people tell me I'm like a Vandy fan and all this stuff, just because I do a show with Bruno, uh, I agree with you because I don't root for any SEC team. Period. That's nice of you guys. You guys hope everyone has fun, and plays well. I hope every other campus yeah. gets hit by an ICBM. <laughs> so it is what it is. We're just different. We're just different people, I guess. Just, yeah, uh, this is always a great part of the show, Blake, where we could say everything's parody and everything's jape. Uh, all right, yeah. so let's talk about tonight because I'm. I'm bum-fuzzled. I don't get to use that word often. Uh, oh, we're Blake. going somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I don't get to use the word bum-fuzzled a lot, but I like to throw it out when I'm bum-fuzzled. And uh, I'm bum-fuzzled about Alabama-Tennessee. How in the world is Tennessee three-point favorites going into this game? I wish I had the answer. Um, I don't know because I think Alabama is um, – I mean, they're 12-0 for a reason. Still haven't given up more than 69 points in an SEC game. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, they've won 10 of their 12 SEC games by double digits. And, yeah, they're the underdog. I, I think it's, you know, obviously from a betting standpoint, there are reasons for that. Uh, you can look at historical stuff for teams in this spot, you know, like in Alabama or like in Tennessee, who is coming off of these two losses. I think – I wouldn't be quick to overreact to these last two games for Tennessee, because as I said to someone earlier, you play, I mean, let's be honest, guys, you play the last two games out 10 times, Vanderbilt and Missouri. You play that ending sequence out in both. I, both of them happening at the, in back-to-back games, you're getting that no other times out of 10. Like that's a one out of 10 situation. Mm. Um, and so I don't think I would completely overreact to that aspect, but I think it's fair to overreact a little bit to Tennessee's offense at times. And what it's doing is putting a lot of pressure on their defense, right? Like they didn't have a problem scoring against Missouri, but they couldn't stop Missouri from making shots. And, you know, kind of the same way with Vanderbilt. Like Vanderbilt just made some tough shots. And at some point you, you go from just dominating everyone defensively, you're holding people to under 50 points. And it's just a ridiculous margin, which we've talked about before. That has to end at some point. It's kind of ended here recently. And now you play probably the best offensive team in the league, team that still hasn't lost, team that doesn't really back down from anyone. Yeah, good luck, I guess. That's um, Vegas always knows what I say, and apparently they know something. So, it, What could they know, though? You know, that that's the thing is there's got to be – the fix is in, right? Like – this doesn't make any – there's zero There's zero common sense along this. And I, I can't – like, and, and, and Blake, I, I truly do believe you're one of the best minds in college basketball out there. Like, this doesn't make any sense to you either. Like, it, it what could they possibly do? And I understand what you're saying. The Vanderbilt and, and Missouri games, if you ran it back, would that happen again? They did happen. And I think there's a real reason that Tennessee's finding themselves in this. 
But it, it just feels like Alabama, I mean, what short change is happening here that they could possibly lose? This is the number one team in the country. That is not the favorite just because they're on the road. I don't it just doesn't make it doesn't compute. Maybe I'm overthinking it too much. Well, I mean, in Tennessee's without one of their better players too, right? Like <laughs> they're without Josiah Jordan James, he's out. Julian Phillips, I know, is questionable. It sounds like he's going to play out. I can't say that for sure. but Their line's um, gone up, though. They were two and a half at the yeah. start of the show and now three and a half as I'm looking at it. <laughs> well, I mean, again, let's let's keep this in mind. Alabama has had one of those outlier games, um, you know, not that long ago. That's the Oklahoma game we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That was about three weeks ago. And so if you're, you're using, like, predictive – metrics and all this other stuff that I just don't really read a whole lot into. Um, that's one thing you could point out because in look, as we said, people who, who place these odds, they're looking at historically, not just Alabama versus Tennessee. They're looking at this same setup over the years. Like what has happened Has the, you know, the underdog team in Tennessee, who by the way, is still a top 10 team, mm-hmm. you know, have they, historically found a way to win this kind of game, let's say coming off of two tough losses. Like they can run all that, right? Like that's why they, they are who they are. Like they can run all of the, every little tiny detail of what this scenario looks like. And so that to me is the only reason that you can put it at that. And, and I'll say this too, like, you know, Alabama is everybody's biggest game now because they're the number one team in the country. And every game Alabama plays right now is the biggest game of the season for the other team. Like this is mm-hmm. Tennessee's biggest yeah. game of the season for a lot of reasons um, because they've lost two in a row. They haven't played well in two weeks and they're getting the number one team in the country with the chance to end their unbeaten streak. So that's all I got. Like, that's the only reason, you know, if you're asking me, I, I'm picking Alabama because I, I picked the team I trust more. And right now I trust Alabama more than I trust Tennessee. Talking with Blake Lovell. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell, managing editor for southeastern14.com. I want to I want to jump uh, over now to the other team in Tennessee. Talking about Vandy, they are on a hot streak right now, and the rest of the schedule plays out. Obviously, Auburn, LSU on the road at LSU, Florida on the road at Kentucky, Mississippi State. We were talking about this at the end of the last hour. That looking at the first uh, or last four in in uh, the bracketology right now for Lenardi, he has Mississippi State in there. I see a world that if Vandy, which is on a hot streak, continues their hot streak, wins out the rest of their season, and then has a good showing in the SEC tournament, do you see a way they get into uh, get a bid into the uh, March Madness? Yeah, I think what what Vandy is up against is the again the the metrics are uh, are lovable metrics is what Vandy has as a challenge right now because. They're 89 in the net, and you know, with only five games to go, making up 30 spots or so, it's going to be a challenge, I think, to to do that. And again, that's assuming you even you're winning all those games. Um, and, and the problem is the LSU game, in all honesty, is pro- would probably send them backwards versus forwards, no matter whether win the game or lose the game, it would matter because LSU just is falling fast in that category. So, I, I think it's. Maybe you can go four and one, win three games in the SEC tournament. The better scenario is go five and zero the rest of the way, which would mean they're ending the season on a nine-game winning streak, which would just be absurd. Uh, but the way they're playing, in all honesty, it's not that unreasonable when you look at their schedule: Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State at home, 
All three are winnable if Vanderbilt is playing the way they've been playing recently. At LSU, certainly winnable. At Kentucky, certainly winnable uh, based on Kentucky, where they're at right now. I just think the problem is going to be, you know, Ken Palm, they're 90. As I said, Net, they're 89. The computers don't love them, uh, even on this winning streak, because of what they had done to this point. Uh, because remember, this is a 10 and 12 team two weeks ago. And so I, it's very unlikely, and that's why I kind of put that out on Twitter last night. I'm like, look, they're not on the bubble. But it's at least interesting to think about what happens if they go 5-0 and in these last five games, or 4-1 and and have a good run in the SEC tournament. Um, it seems like a slim chance of that happening, but I think they would at least make it interesting if they were to go 5-0 and or 4-1. and But it's really just a matter of how far up can you really move, and can you really move up 30-ish spots um, with these five opponents you have left. That's that's what would worry me, even in a scenario where they, they went out. So. Then who are the bid teams in the SEC? Not you know, obviously we got Alabama and Tennessee, but outside of that, where's the cutoff? Because I guess after those two, you get into a tier of Kentucky, Auburn, A and M, and then maybe Missouri. Where where's that cutoff for bid teams with the SEC? Well, I mean, Alabama and Tennessee are locks. Everybody else, still somehow, I'm still saying this two weeks later. Everybody else can still play their way out. Like, it's crazy to think. And I think actually Missouri, despite losing by, what, 33 last night at Auburn, they may actually still be closer than the rest of the group. Wow. Because um, it's crazy to think about that. But the, the thing is, like, Missouri, what they have going for them right now, and Missouri fans listening to this can knock on wood because they have a, <laughs> they have a clean sheet in, like, the quad two, three, four range. So their losses are quad one losses, which – the computers are not going to really knock you for that much for that because they also have a lot of quad one wins. So that's what Missouri has going for it. Meanwhile, you've got this group of Arkansas, Auburn, A&M, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and I said it in that order for a reason. I think Kentucky's the furthest away of that group for me right now. Um, I'd slightly put Mississippi State ahead of them. Uh, but I, I don't know where that group winds up. I think Arkansas will be fine. They're very high, like in the net. They're like 20th in the net today, which is ridiculous. But I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just crazy to think that they're up to 20. Um, so I think Arkansas will be – and they got Nick Smith back. NCAA tournament committee factors that in. How long you play without your best player. And so I think that will help them as long as they don't, you know, just lose out or something. Auburn got a big boost last night. That was their biggest game of the season. So I think they're they're still in there as of now. But, guys, this whole group is, like, we're talking eight, nine, ten seeds. Um, and so, again, that's – you can certainly play your way out still with five games to go and in, in an SEC tournament game where, you know, let's say you play an LSU or Ole Miss or somebody like that, lose, that hurts you. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Lenardi's got seven teams in right now, and – I'd say five of those teams are, well, maybe four, because, again, I think Missouri's moving still in the right direction uh, despite that loss last night. But, I mean, those are all still kind of bubblish type teams. Like, I don't think anyone's a lock beyond the top two, and maybe, again, Missouri's getting close, but I, I still wouldn't be that comfortable yet. So, And, Blake, I have to ask you, you write for the 14. What are you all going to do in 2025? How are you going to handle <laughs> we, that? We – Bruno, we have we have long thought of this, and it's uh, very, very interesting from the start. Uh, I would like to 
somewhat pat myself on the back here because I was like, look, we know expansion's coming and we don't know when it's going to happen. And that was like not long afterwards. We're like, oh, thank goodness we did this. So we've got, we've got all the, like all the multipliers of, of everything. So we've 16, got like 16, 18. I think we've got 18, 24. <laughs> we, we've got them all. Like okay. so, uh, I was then hoping to grab of, a couple and just really threaten y'all. No. <laughs> then, then outside of Texas, Oklahoma, who would you want to see next? The next, next two in the SEC, oh, maybe when boy. we tread towards twenty thirty. Um, <laughs> it'll be here. Hmm. I mean, look, I think I, I've always thought like Florida State would be interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it's like teams like that, right? If, you, if you're the SEC, right? And we know what it's like money and exposure. And that's like, I mean, Miami and Florida State, like those make a lot of sense. Obviously, like, a, you know, in North Carolina, I just don't know if you're, if the ACC still exists. I don't know if you're getting North Carolina away from that. Um, you know, like a, a Georgia Tech, I don't know. I mean, no, like, I feel like Miami, Florida State package would be a lot more interesting, right? Mm. So uh, Clemson, I suppose is always possible. But I, I like the duo of Miami, Florida State. So you think, Oregon, like maybe you think Oregon's the, out of the picture? Is that a big Oregon to the SEC guy? It could happen. Look at the Big Ten, right? UCLA and USC. Like, why can't Oregon go to the SEC? Who cares? Maybe Hawaii. I'd like Hawaii. Uh, like Vanderbilt loves Hawaii. Vandy would love Hawaii. to face Hawaii. Vandy loves playing at Hawaii. You guys can, can go live from Hawaii. You, tell me you wouldn't enjoy that. So uh, just sitting on the beach. I have my own Hawaii. It's called Clarksville, baby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that line before. As All the methamphetamine you need. I've never heard that line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Blake, real, real quick before we get you out of here, too. Uh, the other team that's doing very well in the state of Tennessee, that would be Memphis. Memphis has a pretty daunting schedule coming up because they're going to have to play Houston twice, one on the road, one at home. Uh, and they're kind of on the bubble right now as well. So where, where do you think they kind of fall out? Yeah, they're, they're very close at the moment. Um, because, you know, I think what Memphis has done is, you know, they've got who they lost to, they lost to Tulane twice. Right. And Tulane's one of those teams that is, is kind of threatening for a strong finish here. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think what Memphis has going for it is the schedule, because you just said it like they play Houston twice. You lose both of those games, really doesn't hurt you all that much. You win one of those games, like you're significantly jumping ahead of a couple other teams somewhere. And so I think that's what they and they're and they're playing good basketball right now. So I think that always helps. And um, I think they who else have they got? I think they got UCF, Cincinnati, teams like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF starting. To, yeah, like U, U, UCF. That'd be important if they can kind of get it together because they're another team. Um, you know, like for Missouri, especially Missouri beat them and. So I think Memphis will wind up getting in uh, just because I think they're playing well right now. But the two games against Houston, I, I'm most intrigued by because those games are always fun between those two. And again, if you're Memphis and Penny, you get one of those wins, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. We always appreciate you having on Blake. Thanks so much. Appreciate it guys. Always good stuff there from Blake Lovell. Uh, once again, follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell 